You with me? Yeah. Come on. Abraham, called by God out of his land to be a father of many nations. Israelites, children of Abraham, called through the Red Sea after leaving slavery, led by a pillar of cloud by <coughs> and fire by night. All right, God's presence always leads. You see this almost every story of the Bible. His presence leads you. Jesus, when he came, he was the presence of God. He is the presence of God. God was in Christ. It says in John 1 that he came and tabernacled amongst us. He dwelt amongst us. No longer is God just in a tabernacle, in a tent. God was in a man. God was a man. It's the mystery of the incarnation. But Jesus also modeled what it meant to follow God's presence. He said, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. And Jesus also said, follow me. So all the way through the Bible, we follow the presence. Even the early church, when they were making decisions, God would show up through angels, through visions, through promptings of the Holy Spirit. God filled up the Holy Spirit said in a meeting to them. And sometimes when they were trying to make a decision, they would, they would say things like this at the end. Say, it seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit. Seem good to us and the Holy Spirit. So his presence always leads us. And right now you might feel a little bit lost, especially after this whole year. You might feel like, I thought I was going in a certain direction. Now I'm not so sure. Now I need God to show me. But the reality is you always need God to show you. It's just that after this difficult time of us, the structures that we rely on falling away, we're starting to realize more and more but without his presence, without following him, where he's really taken us, we're not going in the right direction. Nothing's going to work. So we need to rely on his presence. But you have a choice to be led by him. You can, you can go your own way. But it says in the Bible, trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. Right? Trust in the Lord your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. That's what I want. I don't know about you, but I want to be in God's will. I want to be doing what he's called me to be. And what I see in the Bible is that if he's calling you to do something, if he's leading you in a certain direction, he will not leave you guessing. He will not leave you just wondering. Some people you meet and it's like, I'm still trying to figure out what God wants me to do after 20 years. And I know there's an element of mystery with, with God that we live by faith and not by sight. I know that. But also he speaks. He's a God who leads us. He's a God who shows us things. And in a prophetic environment, we're hearing God together, individually. He's going to lead us. Amen? And if there's risk involved with what he's calling us to do, which there often is, he will make it clear to us so that we're not walking in the same direction. What, what you're going to see in the Word today is that not only does God lead you to the right things, but he also wants to lead you away from the wrong things as well. It's not either or, yeah. it's both and. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? So let's read the, the scripture today. It's Matthew chapter 1. And it says this, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So you can see, when God is leading, nothing's random, everything has been orchestrated. And Joseph, here he is in this difficult situation of Mary being pregnant, and he's not married to her yet. And he's wondering, should I just distance myself from her so that she's not in trouble, I'm not in trouble? But God says, no, through an angel, this is right, this is from me. Though it looks wrong, it's from me. And you need to go on this journey that I'm leading you on. Now, that's not the only time that Joseph is led by God in this story. In fact, he's not the only person led by God. Of course, the star is possibly the Shekinah glory of God. Because it sounds like a star that moves and stops in a place. So possibly it's God's glory showing up in a visible way, or an angel. But it's certainly not a regular star, let's put it that way. Leading the Magi to Israel. But of course they go to the wrong place. They actually go initially to Jerusalem, don't they? Looking for, where's the king to be born? Surely he's going to be born in this city. He's actually not. So they open the scripture with Herod there. And the scholars, they look at Micah chapter 5, you will Bethlehem, you will, you will by no least, the least of all the clans, for a king will come from you, right? And he will be the ruler of my people, Micah 5, 5. So they go, and of course, the Magi find Jesus there. Now, after Jesus has been found by the Magi, they bow down and worship him, and they give him the gifts, also, it wasn't necessarily just three magi or three wise men. There could have been many of them traveling in a, in a caravan of, of travelers. We know there's three gifts, but it doesn't mean there's three wise men, okay? Could have been many of them. Possibly connected to Daniel the prophet, okay? We don't know that for sure, but we know that Daniel was a prophet in Persia or Iran, and many scholars think there was a connection between the magi and uh, the Zoroastrian religion, okay, which Daniel possibly influenced as well. And don't forget, Daniel the prophet actually spoke very clearly about uh, where Jesus is going to be born and when, okay, and even how many years it's going to be until. So possibly they were poised, going, this might be the time where the Messiah is going to be born. And uh, so God's at work. I mean, he's not just leading the people who know him, he's leading the people who don't. Ultimately, what is God's presence here? What is the Holy Spirit, even right now on the earth, doing? He is leading people to Jesus. Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will testify to me. He will make what is mine and take it to you. Jesus said, the Spirit will lead you into all truth. So the Holy Spirit is not here just to give you a buzz on Sunday. The Holy Spirit is here to lead people who are lost yeah. back to him. Yeah. You think, I just want a bit more of the Holy Spirit. You've got to be prepared to do what he wants you to do, man. Yeah. In line with what he wants. Amen? It's not just basking in the glory. He's doing the kingdom work as well. So that's what the Holy Spirit is here to do. Now listen, when the Magi come, they are warned in a dream as well to go, not go back to Herod. Herod had said, in Matthew chapter 2, he said, when you find the king, go report to me so that I may worship him as well. But God shows them in a dream, don't go back to Herod, go back to your homeland a different way. And whilst this is happening, while Herod's literally waiting for them to come back and realises they're not coming back, 
That's when he sends his troops to destroy children three and under in that region, okay, which is a horrendous part of the Bible. But God had warned Joseph, take the, take the child, take your wife, go down to Egypt. So God's already at work. And Joseph raises the Lord Jesus with Mary in Egypt. We don't know how long for, it could have been many years. Could have been some sort of four or five, maybe, maybe longer, that Jesus grew up in Egypt. And eventually, God shows up and speaks to Joseph and says, those who have been seeking the child's life are dead, namely Herod. You can return now. But instead of going back to where they were originally, they go to Nazareth. And Jesus grows up and spends his later childhood years and his teen years, and possibly his 20s as well, in Nazareth. Okay, so he's a northerner like me. I don't know if I'm a northerner. Maybe Steve's a northerner. I'm Midlands. I'll leave it up to you to decide. Hannah calls me a northerner, all right? I don't know if I am. I think I'm Midlands. Anyway, Jesus grows up in a part of the country that's where it wasn't where he was originally from. They didn't probably know people there, but this is where he grows up. And what's, what's the lesson here? Is that God is leading all the time, but he's not just leading you to the good, he's sometimes leading you away from the bad as well. Amen? A few weeks ago, I was driving, um, I was driving home, I, some of you know I live in North Walsham, and it just felt like this is where the Lord wanted us to live for this season. And uh, I was driving home about a month ago, and I'm driving, it's a clear road, there's no cars around at all. I'm doing 60, just carry on. And I just feel the Holy Spirit say to me, you've got to slow down, because just, just again, it's not like he told me, it's not like I had him talking to me, I just had this sense of, don't go too quick. So I'm doing 60, and I feel like, and I say to Hannah, I feel like God wants me to slow down and, and not go too fast. So anyway, I'm doing 60, I go down to 40, I get around the next corner, and there's literally a tractor on the road that's broken down, that pulled out of a side road, I was stuck there. If I was doing 60 miles an hour, I don't know what would have happened. So praise God. Amen. Amen. You know, the enemy's a liar. They made the devil's a liar. And I've noticed over the last few months, <laughs> not car, car names, but all kinds of things that nearly happened to faith or to me. Or to, to, and I, I just see the Lord protecting us. Amen. He's protecting you as well. But sometimes you've got to hear him as well. Amen, because sometimes he's going to ask you to get out of harm's way. Now, I shared this in the morning service. Sometimes there may be a voice that comes to you that makes you fearful. Don't go outside, this is going to happen to you. Right. If you have this fearful voice in your head all the time, okay, that is not the Holy Spirit, just put it that way, because the Holy Spirit is not a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So sometimes you're shut and you feel like, don't go down that way, don't Right. I've just... And I've had this as well, I had to recognise and discern it's actually not the Lord talking to me, it's actually maybe my own flesh, or it's the enemy trying to put fear in me. Okay, this is, right, so you've got to understand that. But there's times when God speaks, and it has a weight to it, right? That's why you need to get to know God's voice and understand how he speaks to you, right? Because you recognise when it isn't him speaking to you as well, it's just as important. And uh, as many other stories I could give you, of that. But remember, he leads you to the good and he also leads you away from the bad. In Job 33, I'll paraphrase the scripture, but it says, God speaks in various ways, in dreams and visions, warnings in the night, but we don't always perceive it. Okay. And the important thing about 
the, the Matthew story, Matthew 1 and 2 events of Jesus' birth in his early years, it's not always what you need to watch out for, it's who sometimes, okay? Because think about Jesus, sorry, think about Joseph with Mary. It looked like a difficult situation. It looked like here she is, she's pregnant, she's not pregnant with my baby, I need to get out of the situation. But God says, no, this is from me. Herod, on the other hand, looks and sounds like he's on their side. Let me come and worship him as well. Bring him back to me so I can worship him as well. And, the, and God led Joseph away and the magic were anywhere near that man. Okay, right? So what you got to understand is sometimes people, they look like they've got their best intentions at heart for you, but they don't. And what God's presence does is he shows you. In the church, in 1 Corinthians 12, one of the gifts, you know, there's the different gifts of the Spirit, speaking in tongues, prophecy, all of these ones we've mentioned a few today. There's also one we always miss out. It's called the gift of discernment. One of the most needed gifts in the, in the body of Christ today. The gift of discernment. It's not that you are always, you know, on guard with everyone and this, that, and that. But there's a time where the words someone's saying to you and the spirit that's actually behind what they're their motives are, are not the same. And I and I practice, and I I know this full well, um, in fact, so I won't go into it, but I just know this, and it's, it's it's a real word that actually sometimes the Lord will show you what's the spiritual motivation behind the person or the group that are there. Okay? And that's so important. I don't know if anyone saw um, I just want to share this story because it's so interesting. But did anyone see, talking about hearing God's voice, discerning God's voice, did anyone see that video of that American policeman two years ago? And he's walking down the street on CCTV camera and he hears God's voice, this police cop by himself, and he walks 180 degrees and walks the other way, and five seconds later, a bomb goes off. Have you seen that? And then he gets on TV and says, You know, I'm a Christian and God told me don't walk down that street. My goodness, it's one of the most refreshing things to hear. Someone getting on the TV and saying, God made me do it, and it was actually a good thing. Amen? God's presence should lead you to the good and away from the bad. And God will get the glory if you listen to him as well. Amen? We're not guided by principles. We're guided by the Prince of Peace. Amen? We're guided by his peace. His peace, the indication of his peace being with you in a situation, is often a good indication that you're going the right way. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Yeah. So sometimes you'll be doing something, and it seems wrong, just like Joseph with Mary. It seems wrong. It seems like, oh, this can't be right, but the Holy Spirit gives you a peace. There's other times where you go into a situation, and it seems great and dandy, and the Holy Spirit gives you absolutely no peace about it. A great way to know. It's not always the way, because feelings are subjective, right? But it can be one way you can discern. Other people speaking as well. Other people are guided by God's presence in the same way you are as well. So do listen to the people around you as well. But remember this, as Christians, we're not people who are called just to wander in the desert. We're called to be led. Amen? In the coming years, many of you are going to be led to do things by God. As God's voice is understood. As God's voice is discerned properly. Not just individually, but within the body of Christ as well. 
I gave a word to someone in the church today about how God's going to use them to stop crime in Norfolk. They're not part of the police. I said in the same way that God, uh, sorry, in the same way that the police call upon psychics, which they shouldn't do, to help them solve crimes, God's going to start calling on people like you and someone in the church. God's going to use you for that. And you need to start being able to hear his voice better. Yeah, amen. So I gave that word to someone in the service today and uh, bless them, God had already been speaking to them about this. So uh, that was pretty cool. So you need, to, you need to listen to God's voice. Sometimes when it looks good, it might be bad. Sometimes when it's bad, it, it might be good. I saw an advert. We ate some pizza today. I saw an advert a couple of years ago. So it's like the funniest, stupidest little advert I've ever seen. It's a poster, it's a huge poster. And it's, it said, sausage stuffed crust. I don't know if anyone likes sausage stuffed crust. I like sausage, but not in a stuffed crust, you know what I'm saying? Sausage stuffed crust. Tastes so, sounds so wrong, tastes so right. What? <laughs> Listen, sometimes something might sound bad like that, but God's saying it's right for you. You've got to, you've got to discern it with the Lord. You've got to discern it with the Word. You've got to discern it with other people as well. And don't live in fear thinking everything's out to get you all the time. God knows the plans he has for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. <coughs> Plans to promise and not to us. And I, I feel like the Lord's going to give some words here today mm-hmm. to people, but I don't actually have one right now. I just feel like He wants to. I came ready with a word this morning, but I don't actually have one to give right now, but I know He's going to give one. Amen. So can we just stand? Because I feel like some of you here really need some guidance on which way to go. You really need some guidance. You feel so lost. And this is what I found. I had this, this picture of people just being so lost and wondering. And just God wants to speak to you today. Mm-hmm. You might not get every piece of the puzzle, but you're going to get the next piece of the puzzle today. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to. Mm-hmm. He wants to lead you to the right things, and he wants to lead you away from the wrong thing. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever walks with me will not walk in darkness. And I just pray, Lord, let your light shine right now in people's minds, people's hearts. I pray, illuminate people's minds to what you're really saying to them, Lord. I pray here across everyone here, give everyone here a spirit of wisdom that they may know you better and be able to discern your will for their life. I pray now, Lord, that by your Holy Spirit (coughs) that you would speak to us individually and corporately, especially for the sake of those who feel lost, feel like they've gone off the wrong track, you feel like they've stepped outside of God's will, although you might not have feel like they have. And God wants to speak.